Initial reactions to the Resurrection series premiere entitled The Returned, along with your theories and questions next. Welcome to Resurrection Revealed. This is Resurrection Revealed, the unofficial podcast and blog by fans and for fans with theories and talk about ABC's Resurrection. And this is episode three, recorded live March 9th, 2014. And with you tonight, myself, Wayne Henderson, the podcasting voice acting guy and... Troy Heinrichs, with a sudden <laughs> urge to play some Donkey Kong all of a sudden, as I think we all feel a little bit like Jumpman, a.k.a. Mario... But it was Jumpman when it originally came out in 1981. Ever climbing for answers as Resurrection sure did not disappoint this evening with all the twists and turns that we got in just one episode. I know, absolutely. It is going to be a great show. And, you know, from the surface, from some of the promos and things, you kind of get the feeling that maybe this show is going to be a little too spooky, eerie, creepy, maybe zombies, you know, when they talk about how people are coming back. But no, none of that. Just a lot of goodness and causing you to kind of think to yourself, what if? Yeah, and we thought that it wouldn't be a, a Kleenex box tearjerker kind of show. And I think I'm going to have to change my mind on the Kleenex box counter and instead go with the Goosebumps counter because I got about four different Goosebump times throughout <laughs> this first episode alone. So the next seven, if, if it's anything like this first episode, the next seven are going to be tremendous. I'm expecting great things. One of the biggest things that stood out from watching this pilot episode, which was called The Returned, which is named after the book Returned, which is the show is based on that, is... What stood out is what executive producer Aaron Zellman said in his interview with you on the last episode, which you can find if you haven't heard it already. Just go to resurrectionrevealed.com slash Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. And this is where he said the past is actually going to be a character in the show. And for Henry Maggie and Sheriff Frank, well, it sure looks like the past was not all that it was cracked up to be. We're learning a few more secrets about things that they may have been up to back in the day, all surrounding the death of Barbara and other stuff like that. Yeah, how creepy would it be to actually open up your own case file of your deceased parent and have to go through some of those pictures? I thought it was really great how you know they pulled out the uh, the dick fingernail marks that were in the arm. <laughs> And at first you were like, okay, was that Jacob's fingernail marks that were inside of her arm or was that the bald man's fingernail marks? And I think we got some images to know that it was the bald man who actually grabbed on there. But some timeline set up. So if it's 2014 in the present day right. and Jacob would have died probably around 1982 exactly. if he's been dead 32 years. So Donkey Kong, <laughs> I guess. I guess it would have been out about a year or so. Nintendo released it in 81. So I think that was great that they actually had a game on the smartphone that it would actually resonate with an eight-year-old boy who would have been live in 1982. Oh, absolutely. It's something where they didn't go back too far. I mean, I was kind of hoping for pinball myself, but, you know, that was way back in the day. But, you know, going... I have precise memories about 1982 so i could definitely vouch for uh, the donkey kong and it being taken off and you know this jacob he's kind of a video game wonder kid because he was able to pick up the modern version of it uh, rather quickly i thought considering he barely even knows where he is 
knowing that I have a Nintendo and I have probably six different versions of Donkey Kong, I still prefer the buttons and the joystick in the arcade. So I would, if I'm Jacob, I'm assuming I'd be pretty upset that I don't have my stand-up version. <laughs> wow, you have uh, quite a preference there, Troy. What'd you think about that uh, kind of creepy guy that uh, from ABC? We know that his name is Jacob, and. He's the dad or father, if you prefer, to Elaine. And I didn't know if if you saw that coming, that he was going to get to see him. And that whistle just kind of jarred in my brain. It was so creepy. I am not going to be able to sleep tonight because of that whistle. I I had no idea what was going to happen in that scene. I was like, Jacob, run. <laughs> Jacob, don't. No, no, don't. Just just go. <laughs> well, And the cop car pulls up, and I was like, oh, thanks. Because that, that would have been really bad. Well, maybe instead of soft kitty, you could have uh, your wife whistle a little tune uh, you know, around bedtime just to kind of soothe you to sleep. Yeah, I really liked the little bit of background we also got on Agent Bellamy. I don't know if you caught this at all, but in that opening scene, he's bouncing the ball and he knocks over this picture yes. of uh, him and a girlfriend, fiance, wife, I'm not sure, but it looks like he has a little bit of uh, female troubles in his life. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that he joined ICE when he was talking to Maggie. And I think that there might be more to his past that might be coming out as the show progresses as well. I kind of picked up on that because it, in some ways it was an accident that he hit that picture, but he didn't seem too upset when he knocked it over. So I think they're just kind of laying the groundwork for him as far as whether or not he has relationship issues. But uh He's definitely drawn to Jacob and his whole story and just trying to help him out. So he's in a way, he's kind of gone AWOL off of his job. And it was really great how they also kind of tied in this, you know, what's the right thing for him to do. We kind of talked about this a little bit in the first uh, episode of the podcast, but you know, what's right as far as the law goes versus right. What's right as far as humanity goes. Mm -hmm. And he's on that phone call, you know, deciding, should I take this kid to Arcadia or not? And I think that that really speaks to what his character is going to become as the show progresses. Yes. And we've kind of touched on this other part a little bit in the past, but now that we've seen the full episode, we get the full impact. You know, the acting in this entire pilot was amazing, especially from Frances Fisher, uh, the mother. And this is the scene I'm talking about is when she reaches out and touches Jacob and Jacob says, you look different. And he still knows that it's his mom. And then she has that insistence that he stay at the hospital and kind of really showing her motherly instincts, even though it's been 32 years and he he's young and she's 32 years older, but still it kicks right in almost automatically for her. And uh, kudos to Francis for that job. And I think Mark Hildreth also did a really great job in this pilot episode because both times he kind of sees Jacob, the one, one time at the hospital and then the next time at the church, he has that pause and gets kind of that lump in his throat. And it's really darn chilling. It kind of makes you think deeper about his character because if he's the pastor, you know, what kind of faith is he getting questioned as? Because now that they're talking about, you know, you know, is, is this a miracle? Is this something that's coming back? And, you know, should we question faith or should we just be thankful that he's here? You know, really great job by Mark in making that, you know, conflict come to life inside of that pastor character. Tom Hale, I believe it was, correct? <laughs> I'm not positive. I'm still catching up on all of the names. I'm a little slow with names, but I'll get the hang of that. Yeah, I think it might actually even strengthen his faith. 
faith, even though he's a bit uh, conflicted right now. Another cool part of this episode was I thought, you know, near the beginning, they showed this four lane highway, um, US 67. There's a sign there on the side. And actually, if you drive on US 67, if you get some time this uh, coming weekend, cruise around, you'll actually be able to get to the real Arcadia, Missouri. And it just so happens that the lucky folks of Arcadia, Missouri were able to see this premiere of Resurrection a few days early since it's based on their namesake. They had a party and some of them got together and recorded some feedback for us, letting us know their initial reactions right after they saw it. So take a listen to what they thought. We're here at the after party here at the historic Arcadia Academy in Arcadia, Missouri. And um, we're talking to the folks here who enjoyed the show earlier tonight. What did you think of the show? I thought it was incredible. That is the most compelling story on TV in a long time. I can't wait for it to hit the uh, airwaves for everybody to see. All right, that's great. I'm sure the folks at ABC will be glad to hear that. And how about you? I really like the show. I think it's going to be a really big hit for ABC. So tell us what you thought about the Resurrection show on ABC. I really liked it. I think it's going to be a great hit. It's got a great storyline. It's going to build every week and be really suspenseful. I liked it a lot. I think this was a wonderful experience. It's a really exciting show. It does remind me a lot of the feeling of Lost when I first saw it. I remember first watching that uh, at my home and there was just kind of this energy about the show. And I, I felt the same kind of thing about that tonight. Um, and that that energy, that excitement of, of, of mystery of what's gonna happen combined with that feeling of, of home um, that I felt in the show was even better because it was it was the energy excitement of lost combined with the feeling of of home and relating to the the characters and the families just the uh, The feel of it as I was watching it I, I think that there's some mystery there that's that's slowly going to be unfolding and it's gonna pull people in and this just seems like the kind of show that you tell your friends about and then they tell their friends about and it just keeps building I really enjoyed the show. I liked the whole idea of the thought that the possibility of becoming resurrected and having a second chance. And I love that it was taking place in our beautiful town, Arcadia, Missouri. It was a really uh, intense show. Had a few tears coming and um, it left me at the end wanting more for sure. Another person that kind of feels like it has this lost vibe to it, yeah. Wayne. And, and, and I have to say, in regards to Lost, it really took me until episode four walkabout when John wiggles his toes for me to go, whoa, whoa, what just happened? So I'm not going to call this Lost just yet with the resurrection, but I think the great twist at the end on Caleb alone in this first episode and the backstories that we could potentially tell with all of these characters, it does have a pretty close resemblance to what we might be able to get with a Lost. I don't know. I mean, I think it's far too early to tell. Although on the flip side, I did get fully immersed into Lost by the end of the very, very first episode. I mean, it had me totally hooked right away. And I know so many people like yourself, Troy, you talk about Walkabout being the pivotal episode. But for me, it was much earlier. And that was just yet another awesome interview. I mean, another awesome part of the series of Lost was when we got the John Locke-centric episode. Um, we had a question that came through actually on Twitter, kind of talking about the what ifs and letting you think about the big picture and everything. Uh, Jeff Roney from the Once Upon a Time fan podcast 
asked the question, you know, because how the people that are feeling the relatives of the folks that are coming back, they're like, how do I react to this guy that I buried and thought was gone forever? And now he's back. You know, he says, Jeff, that is, remember in the Gospels dealing with Jesus's death that people came out of their graves also, you know, similar to the concept of the show Resurrection. You know, what if Uncle Joe showed up after Jesus's death and resurrection? You know, how would the family that lost him and grieved, how would they react to something like that? It's an interesting concept because if you bury your child, you know, and, and you almost kind of see that coming out of Henry as he's sitting in front of that, you know, monstrosity of a tomb that he even called it himself. It's like, it's just gaudy. <laughs> yes. And and how do you, pro- you know, progress with the thought of, you know, this is my son, you know, if the DNA test is as it is, it is. But at the same time, you have all of this stuff that happened after his death and that grief and that loss and having to deal with that. So how do you just switch on a dime and talk about that? It's just going to be really interesting to see where this stuff goes. I mean, more stuff from Twitter has just been going nuts. You know, season premiere was wild. I'll be back next week listening to the podcast from our good friend Jeff Gentry at X-Force 11 on Twitter. Pawbite said, rolling on the floor laughing, so he just magically converts the controls to touch. Is uh, Nintendo America able to do this? I thought that was kind of funny regarding the Donkey Kong uh, reference. Um Everybody's loving the Omar Epps and Tahiti Smith scene. You know, of do course. you believe in uh, uh, Tahiti Smith on Twitter, Omar Epps on Twitter? That's Kurtwood Smith. Uh, the entire conversation when he's like, you know, believe what? The impossible? Uh, you know, just really, really lots of people are, I think, understanding that the, for everybody that was trying to compare this to Sundance's The Returned, uh, it's not The Returned. It's not The French Show. This is. Most definitely the takeoff of Jason Mott's novel, uh, The Returned. I know it's confusing because it's the same name. <laughs> yes, it but is. You can obviously get Jason Mott's book by going to resurrectionrevealed.com slash Amazon. Um, I think people are really starting to understand that this is going to be something special. And uh, we just can't wait for next week because next week, I think we're going to find out a little bit more about Caleb. We're going to find out a little bit more about Caleb and Jacob's relationship potentially. But more importantly, we're going to probably start to see something come to fruition with Maggie, you know, because now there's this question, you know, who is Maggie's dad? You know, was this bald headed man, you know, Maggie's father? Right. Cause they're kind of leading us to think that maybe so, but you know, with ABC, especially they throw curveballs left and right. And you were, you were right on when you said Twitter was blowing up. I had to totally turn off my iPhone because I was getting these pop-ups like every four and a half, five seconds. It was, it was definitely blowing up. I love it when a series premiere um, causes some folks to have like this reaction and it's just a buzz. So we're, we're very blessed and anxious to uh, be part of the resurrection revealed podcast uh, and get this thing underway. And just to lay some quick groundwork, because somebody had asked me, I think it was on Facebook, if I read the book or not. And myself, um, unlike how we do under the dome radio, where we both read the book, I have not read the returned or the prequels, but Troy. I did read the book and I can tell you right now that the rest of the seven episodes that we have for season one are not going to follow the book at all. It's going to be its own standalone show. So for those that are trying to get some backstory about Resurrection, uh, Aaron Zellman, the executive creator producer that we mentioned before, he did do the pilot, but then he brought on Michelle Fazekas and Tara Butters to help write the rest of the way. So when you see episode two next week, you're going to see more of the Michelle-Tara combination in the writing along with some other writers 
And I think it's going to be really a, an interesting story to tell. Having read the book, I'm excited to see where they take their version. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And since you know that it's going to be that different, maybe I could get away with reading the books now. If I ever yeah. finish The Stand by Stephen King, because that's going on a long time. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there was a question in the chat room. Uh, someone was mentioning, you know, why don't the returned look like themselves? Hmm. And I, I think they do. I mean, everybody, I mean, Elaine seemed to recognize her dad pretty quickly at the end of the episode. Um, granted, they didn't recognize Jacob because he'd probably been dead a little bit longer. And after you've dealt with that grief and loss, you're not even thinking about, does this kid look like my kid? Because you put it out of the back of your mind. But it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Like, what are the time periods that people are dead for? Is it the same? Is it different? I mean, we already know that Caleb and Jacob had shorter distances and longer distances between them. So it'll be a really exciting to see how it goes along. And I'm wondering if the longer you've been dead, like Jacob was dead, I believe, 32 years. Is that the reason that he ended up coming back, you know, somewhere in China in the middle of a rice field? It's true. Very true. I mean, where are these people going to show up and how often are they going to show up? Is it, you know, once a week? Is it more than once a week? <laughs> Yeah, you know, we'll have to wait and see as it progresses. I, I can't wait for next week. I am I am bought in for sure. Not just because we're doing the podcast, but this literally had me on the edge of my seat the entire episode. It flew by so fast. And speaking of, you know, the question from the chat room about them not looking like themselves, I think might be referencing the scene with Agent Bellamy, who was taking a picture of the picture through the window of Jacob and, and making a comment that he looked a, mostly the same. But uh, so I'm wondering if maybe there is something that maybe they're not exactly the same, but I, I think you, they are, though. Right. And if you're going to get thrown off at all, you know, probably next week, because remember, they shot the pilot, they picked the pilot up and then they went into producing the full show. So some characters may shift, may change uh, next week. So um, just sit back, you know, don't freak out if somebody looks different next week. <laughs> it's not a, a plot point. It's because the show itself, you know, obviously taped. A little bit later and then they cast in who they wanted to cast for the full season yes we've seen uh, instances change a lot on other series as things go along different actors or whatever but we'll see you know and we want to be able to, when we do our full episode later in the week we want to share your thoughts and theories give you a chance to mold them over especially after hearing this episode of resurrection revealed so let us know we want to include your thoughts and theories because you know a lot of times you're more on the ball than than i am that's for sure so send it in by audio or record it right on your computer or smartphone you can go to resurrection revealed dot com slash feedback for all the details also we want to remind you to keep those donations coming because it's people like you that help make resurrection revealed possible you can do that at resurrection slash support and of course if you can really do us a big favor and get the show some more exposure you know obviously leaving a five-star written review on itunes really helps out you can do that at resurrection slash itunes in fact, you can do that from any country in the world where you're able to get the Resurrection Revealed podcast in your iTunes or iOS device. You can leave us re a review. And even if, say, you're in the Portuguese iTunes store, we will find out about it. We have ways. Uh, we also want to thank you for using our Amazon affiliate link to do your Amazon shopping. A few people have already done that. Also want to thank some fellow podcasters who have already played our Resurrection Revealed podcast promo in their podcasts. For example, Rick and Amy Moyer played it on their Take Him With You podcast. So thank you. Also, Al and Joyce Kessel played it uh, today on their Tales of the Mouse House podcast disneyland podcast so thank you alan joyce 
Hank Davis and Alex Cruz played our promo on their Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast and also on their Revolution podcast, so double thanks, you guys. And Stephanie played it over on her TV Rewind podcast just earlier today. You can check that out at TV Rewind. And if you've played our promo and we didn't mention you, we apologize. Just let us know you shared it. We'll definitely get you the props you deserve because we are going to have a full episode later this week. So that's where it comes in for all of you fans that are currently listening to the live broadcast this evening. Just make sure that you go over to resurrectionreveal.com slash feedback. Send in your audio clips. Make sure that you share your theories because I'm sure there's a ton of them already just in one episode and there'll be a lot more come episode two next week. No doubt. So keep your eyes peeled for people that might be returning or resurrecting, you know, during the week and send in those thoughts and theories. Until then, I'm Wayne Henderson. And I'm Troy Heinrichs. Thanks for joining us live on Resurrection Revealed. Revealed is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network with podcasts that make you think, laugh, and succeed over at noodle.mx. Also, if you're an ABC super fan like us, be sure to check out our Once, Once Upon a Time podcast and our Wonderland podcast over at noodle.mx.